0: Before we start, I just want to let everyone know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to rockauto.com because on that website, they have all the they have all the parts you need available for your car or truck. And when you're done, you're going to go, you're going to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Let's get started. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris. Castellani, not a whole lot to talk about today, pretty slow day in baseball, no of course, you know I'm kidding, I'm kidding, (laughs) I kid, it's opening day, the Tigers played a baseball game today, can you believe that, I'm five, six months in to having a baseball podcast and I can finally talk about my first official Detroit Tigers game, oh it's good to be back, now the game itself was awful and the Tigers looked terrible, But you know what? Like I said in my post-game video, you can follow me at Castellani2014. It doesn't matter. One, because this team is still openly tanking, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. But two, there was baseball today. I I tweeted this in the first inning. I said, I am so happy that I can be angry about an inning-ending double play with runners on base. That makes me feel alive, and that is a wonderful thing to be alive, there's nothing better than being alive, because if you're not alive, you're dead, and if you're dead, well then you can't watch baseball, and your world is is decrepit and sad, and nobody wants that, so let's talk about today's baseball game in the second segment, I'll probably talk a little bit about tomorrow's pitching matchup, what we can have to look forward to there, but I'm going to start off with today's game. Sonny Gray started for the Cincinnati Reds and he was phenomenal. You know, I, I, I like Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray was a highly touted, highly drafted pitcher out of Vanderbilt University, which has become a, a assembly line of uh, elite major league talent, or at least elite, highly drafted talent in recent history. Had a few rough years. In New York with the Yankees, by his absolutely bounced back, finished seventh for the Cy Young a year ago, made the All Star team, and today after you know wobbling a bit in the first inning, I thought he was excellent. That breaking ball was was completely devastating, and outside of outside of really three or four awful swings, I think for the most part it, it was a prime example of of a team just being shut down by a really good pitcher. Yes, this Tigers lineup isn't anything to write home about, but it's the old adage of baseball, and it's absolutely true. Great pitching will beat good hitting. Any day of the week. Now, the Tigers don't necessarily have good hitting, but I thought Sonny Gray, excellent. That breaking ball, phenomenal. One of the best curveballs in the game. And really, great late movement on that two-seam fastball. I mean, he locked up some guys with that pitch several times. A phenomenal outing by the stud from Vanderbilt University. Look, one thing I noticed, and this isn't a surprise, but it's just true, the Reds are really good. Uh, that's a, a lineup that top to bottom, I think, is legitimately very solid. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams, especially a team as subpar, let's say, as the Detroit Tigers. And you saw in that first inning, uh, there, there's no easy outs there. Well, one through nine, especially with the DH, that's a really good lineup top to bottom. And that leads me into Matt Boyd's performance. You know, Matt Boyd... Obviously looked very good in the spring. He looked good in the summer. And and when he's on, like there's these little moments when you watch Matt Boyd pitch and you think this is a guy who is going to be a bona fide ace. I've never particularly felt that way. And I think Matt Boyd's success on an awful team has been a prime example of kind of uh inflated importance, if there is such a thing. I think that a lot of people view Matt Boyd as an ace. I can never go that far. The guy's got a 4.92 career ERA, which I think went up today, most likely. And I like the guy. I'll, I'll continue to sing his praises. I think he's an excellent dude. I think he does have legitimate wipeout stuff, but he's the Tigers ace. And an ace on a team that lost 114 games a year ago is not much of an ace at all. I do still like the guy. I do still think he'll have a good season. Today, he didn't have it. And the biggest reason was, and I brought this up in my post-game video as well, is the fact that his key pitch is his slider. Now, it took him several years. I remember when he first got called up, he never had a put-away pitch. He tried the changeup for a while, but it seemed like within the last two years, especially last season, he found that put-away pitch with his slider, which is good. Every good pitcher in Major League Baseball has at least one solid put-away pitch. A great pitcher has two or three, but Matt Boyd found that put-away pitch in his slider. The one problem with that is that if he's not locating that pitch, then he's in deep trouble, and that's exactly what we saw today. Early on, you could tell that he did not have a good feel for that slider. Hit two of the first four batters he faced with that slider. Only two strikeouts today. I do believe both of them coming on that slide piece, and I mean, as, as pessimistic as this is going to sound, I, I think it's a fact, when it was 2 nothing, it kind of felt like the game was over, one, because Sonny Gray is a, a very good pitcher, and two, this Tigers team is not a baseball team that is meant to work from behind. As much as I think they're starting pitching, and pitching overall, and I'll talk about the bullpen here in a second, is incredibly suspect, a majority of the games they're going to win this season. And, I mean, this is, you could say this for all teams, but I think especially with the Tigers, a majority of the games they're going to win this season will be a result of good starting pitching, whether it be from Boyd or Turnbull or hopefully Mize here pretty soon. This is not a team that's going to win a lot of slugfests because, well, their offense just isn't that good. And I know I said the other day, I think it'll be substantially better, and I still do believe that, but a big reason for that is the fact that it can't really get much worse. It was like the worst offense ever a season ago. Not a whole lot of good at bats to really ride home about uh, offensively for the Tigers today. You know, I, I I watched every single one. I tried to find some positives. I tried to give guys the benefit of the doubt. You know, if they had long at bats and and maybe were, were the benefit of some poor calls, you know, I, I'll give them a thumbs up. Not really. Well umpired game. Not much to complain about there. I think the one guy who you can legitimately say. Looked like a guy who should be hitting in the Major League level and is with C.J. Crone, who who continued his hot streak uh dating all the way back to, to spring and especially uh, in the summer. Homered today, his first home run in his first game with the Detroit Tigers, an absolute moonshot uh, right in his hot spot. I believe it was a two-seam fastball uh, kind of near the bottom of the plate. Uh He just dropped the hammer on it, like Jack Morris said, lifted it to left field and crushed it. Uh, the rest of the offense, uh, a, a very, very poor showing, and, and I think a large majority of that, in fairness, has to do with Sonny Gray, who was uh, fantastic today. But all in all, I mean, how many pitches did they barrel up at all today? Very, very few. It was uh, it was an ugly performance offensively. In terms of the bullpen work, you know, you had a few guys who looked okay and a few guys who struggled. Jose Cisnero, well, the velocity was actually better than I remember it being. I don't remember him, you know, being that high up in the upper 90s. Uh David McKay struggled, uh, two earned runs. I will say Gregory Soto, two-thirds of an inning in a strikeout. I, I tweeted this out and I'll say it again on here. I want to give him a lot of reps this season. Um, Is he good? I don't know. Will he be? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, given the Tigers' affinity to do absolutely nothing in terms of developing relievers, he probably won't be. And I got into a little bit of a, uh, I didn't get into a debate, but Jordan Strack and uh, Tony Paul got into a little bit of back and forth talking about this. This is a bullpen that has struggled in the last, gee, I don't know, 50 years to find good relievers with fastballs that peak in the upper 90s. Joel Zamaya, who was good for a season. Bruce Rondon, who might have been the most underwhelming Detroit Tiger of all time. And besides that, you know, Joe Jimenez is probably the hardest thrower in this bullpen. He'll peak at what, 97? You know, I I think Gregory Soto, in terms of ceiling, just solely based on the fact that he has a live arm and he throws hard, a has some potential. He's got a long way to go. They tried him out as a starter at points last year. I never liked that, but I think as a reliever with a two-pitch mix and a fastball that peaks in the upper 90s, I think he even hit 100 at, at a few points a season ago. Uh, give him as many reps. Uh, give him uh, give him chances. I mean, obviously, you're going to have Buck Farmer pitch the eighth, and he pitched the eighth inning today and, and looked pretty solid. Joe Jimenez will be your closer. I, I, in games when you're ahead, why not let Gregory Soto take that that seventh inning spot I mean what do you have to lose besides the game you're going to lose a lot of those so it doesn't really matter all right that's going to do it for segment one all in all a, a disappointing first game of the season for the Detroit Tigers but I I can't get mad about it like a couple years ago you know I would have been all up in arms oh my god this is unacceptable and someone should be fired the team's not good and they played today you know what's the only thing worse Then getting mollywhopped on opening day is not having an opening day. So, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on cloud nine despite the loss. I didn't expect much out of this game anyway. You guys know me. I'm real. When we come back, I will preview tomorrow's pitching matchup, talk about a few things to look forward to or not look forward to. We will be right back in segment number two. Stay tuned. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back. Thank you for tuning in here on this very special opening day edition of Locked On Tigers, talking about Game 1. In Segment 1, we talked about the first game of the season against the Cincinnati Reds, a 7-1 loss against the Detroit Tigers. Now we're moving on to tomorrow's game, Saturday matinee with a pitching matchup that features Luis Castillo versus Ivan Nova making his first start with the Detroit Tigers. Going to start off with Luis Castillo. One of my favorite uh, young pitchers in the league. Had an excellent season a year ago. Made the All-Star team pitched, I believe, a scoreless inning in the All-Star game. One thing I forgot about, did stumble quite a bit in the second half of the season. Through 20 starts a year ago, he was 9-3 with a 2-3-6. ERA his final 12 starts 6-5 and but a 5-0-8 ERA still had a lot of strikeouts and that changeup is going to be the pitch to look out for one of the best changeups in all of baseball I've made this comparison before I'll make it again to me almost Pedro Martinez-esque in his ability to throw that change piece and basically any count especially two strike counts first strikes induces a lot of swing and misses could be a long day for Detroit Tigers batting pitching for the Tigers will be veteran Ivanova making his first start with Detroit. 34 starts a season ago. Did pitch 187 innings. I think probably one of the more appealing or biggest reasons why Al Avila felt a need to sign him to a one-year deal in the offseason. Outside of the amount of starts and the amount of innings pitched, not a whole lot to be excited about in terms of his other numbers, was 11-12 and 12 as a starter, 4-7-2 ERA, only 114 strikeouts in those 187 innings. He's a pitch-for-contact guy, and I brought up, I think it was, uh, it was if not earlier this week, at least last week, that uh, pitch-for-contact guys with this team, Kind of scares me because I don't think that this defense is very good. And I think tomorrow doesn't bode well for him because Great American Ballpark is a park where a lot of fly balls end up being home runs, especially when you're going up against a lineup that has Vado and Suarez and Castellanos and Moustakis, who had a monster game today. Other numbers to look at for Ivan Nova, and this is a kind of a sketchy number to me. This is always something that I'm I'm hesitant to look at, but in Ivan Nova's case, I am going to pay some attention to it. Career in Great American ballpark, which is where of course the Cincinnati Reds play. Two and five and seven starts with a four-nine one ERA I'm always hesitant to look at numbers like that, especially with veterans, simply because pitchers change throughout their careers. And like a guy who might dominate at a ballpark in his first six seasons might suck at, a, at that same ballpark in the next six because sometimes they, they just lose their stuff. They might lose their command. They might lose some zip off their fastball. But for the most part, I think the one of the, the few appealing things about Ivan Nova as a pitcher is the fact that, for the most part, he's, he's avoided injury, at least recently. And two, his stuff generally has been the same for the most part throughout his entire career. I don't believe he was ever a guy who was throwing, you know, heat, you know, 98, 99 miles per hour. He's always been a pitch for contact guy. He wears that on his sleeve. So I think that's an important number to look at. This is a guy who has not pitched particularly well in Cincinnati. If you haven't picked up on it, pretty much all signs point to tomorrow's game being a loss for the Detroit Tigers. Luis Castillo is an excellent pitcher. I think Ivan Nova is going to struggle against that Cincinnati Reds lineup. That's not an easy park to pitch in. I could give you a million reasons why they're going to lose, and yet there's always hope because anything can happen in baseball. Weirder things have happened, and we even saw it last year a bit with Ivan Nova who was, you know, not a great year. Like I said, a 4-7-2 ERA, and yet in, in two starts— Against the Houston Astros, a 107-win team, seven innings, three earned runs, got a win in one start. And in another one on August 13th, nine innings... Four hits, one unearned run, zero walks, and three strikeouts. So this is a guy. This is not a guy who's incapable of pitching decent baseball. Like I don't want anyone to get it twisted. This is not a guy who's going to. He's not Ryan Carpenter. Okay. Occasionally, even even in a 60-game season, you're gonna see good stuff from Ivan Nova. He will give you innings. He's not, you know, completely a bargain-bin signing. But I think in general, all signs, at least for tomorrow's game, point to things most likely not turning out super well for the Detroit Tigers. But 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 that's why they play the game. You never truly know how glorious is it to have baseball back. And I will say it. I will be the first one to admit this is weird guys. No, but no fans in the seats, the pumped in crowd noise. I mean, even the the kneeling at the national anthem, which I have no problem with just in general, this is all a whole new world to us. It's like Aladdin. And yet, despite all that, I still find it remarkably exciting. I find it remarkably fun, and I'm so excited to talk about the remaining 59 games of Detroit Tigers baseball. I will be off the next two days because of the weekend, but I will be back here on Monday recapping the the whole three-game season-opening series against these Cincinnati Reds, and I will be previewing the Tigers' home opener against the Kansas City Royals on Monday. This, When I got this job... The podcasts like the ones you're listening to right now were what I had in mind. And it's so nice to see all of that start to come to fruition. I'm so excited to continue to move forward and talk about this stuff with you. This is uh, this is my passion, and I really hope that enthusiasm carries over. I can't wait to see all of you. Really, really excited talking about some baseball here in 2020. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at castellani A N I two o one four. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I hope everyone out there has a safe and happy and healthy weekend. Enjoy all the baseball. Take it all in. Take as much in as you can. It always goes down smooth, even in the case of the Tigers with a 7-1 loss on opening day to the Cincinnati Reds. I will be back here on Monday. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.